welcome to the Player Development Project podcast. My name is Dave Wright, co-founder and editor of Player Development Project. PDP is a website for coaches who are committed to learning, and we provide a huge library of resources which consists of cutting-edge insights from the world's most innovative player developers, coach educators, and researchers. If you want to learn from the best and join a community of like-minded coaches, then check out playerdevelopmentproject.com. On this week's Player Development Project podcast, we answer a question from our community. Hi everyone, welcome to another Player Development Project Q&A. Pleased to be joined once again by PDP Technical Advisor Dan Wright. Dan, how are you going? Really good, thank you. How are you, mate? I'm good, mate. I'm good. And this is an absolute uh, beauty of a question this week. It's coming from Spence via Twitter. Uh, and the question goes along the lines of, I've started my captain and top goal scorer on the bench for the last three weeks as she's missed training. This isn't punishment, but it's been done due to the commitment of other players at training. Am I wrong? Dan, yours, please. Yeah, I saw this uh, tweet and this interaction between you and Spence and thought, oh, I don't want to answer that question. It's such a minefield, <laughs> such a minefield of a question. Um, I think we need to start with understanding why they're not attending training um, because these are children so it, it might not be her decision so she could be um, unable to get a lift from her mom and dad she could be doing extra homework she could be playing another sport which is really really good um, so that's complex mm -hmm. Also, I think you've got to understand what were the expectations of the, the team when they started the season. Did they say, you miss training, you don't play? Um, do we as a group value commitment so we play the players that always come? Um, controversial one, do we value winning over commitment so we mm -hmm. play the best players no matter what, which would probably be against some of our messages. Mm -hmm. And then is the player in the right team? Are we always, If we're always expected to be at training and it's quite a serious commitment level, maybe serious isn't the right word, but you know, quite a, quite a high commitment level and that player is unable to meet that commitment, mm. maybe she's in the wrong team. So that's was all swilling around as I saw you <laughs> answer the tweet and I thought, please don't put this as a Q, Q, uh, PDP Q&A. But it is a great question. What, what are your thoughts? Yeah, look, I don't think there is a right or wrong. I think context is key and I know that can be flaky to a lot of people, but I think it's really important to understand some of those things that you've just mentioned. So. I think there's an upside here in accountability, but I think there's an opportunity here around player ownership. So I've worked in a group uh, at under 16 age and we don't have the age of the players in this instance. So again, I think that's really important to acknowledge. I worked in it with a group of under 16s who at the start of the season, I said to them, I want you guys to map out what your expectations are and what you'd like to achieve from the season. Now, most of them came back saying, we want to win the league and you know, we want to play the players that are committed the most. And so they created their own guidelines around what was expected in terms of commitment to training and so on. Now, as you say, they're kids, they can't always get there, other things get in the way, life, sport, school, all of these influences. So I think there's an opportunity there to sort of hand that ownership to the team and say, look, how do we want to deal with this? If they're old enough and, and, and able to have that conversation, I think that really would teach them some good life skills. I think there's also the idea of teaching accountability. Now, if the player is just mistraining, again, there may be factors um, that have influenced that, could be burnout, could be homework, could be whatever. 
then there is that idea of saying, look, to earn something, you've got to, you've got to work for it. And, and that's not a bad message to send to kids sometimes. And I think we sometimes get into this environment in modern ages where things can be a little bit fluffy and, and, and we can be a little bit, um, go too far the other way where, you know, we're handing out participation medals and so on. Now we want participation. We want youth players to stay in sport and we want kids to have a positive sporting experience. But accountability is a really important thing to teach players um, through sport and life because we've all got to be accountable for what we do. So there's a real balancing act here. Um, I'm sort of rambling. I know a little bit, but again, similar to you, there's <laughs> lots of ideas going on in my head. And the other one I think here is communication. You know, what, what communication lines are open between the parents, um, the player, and obviously Spence, the coach, and, and the other teammates. So is there an opportunity to speak with the parents and look at how this can be addressed if, if it's not going down well, for example? I mean, uh, you know, lots to discuss there, mate. Yeah, loads. I think um, what you're explaining in terms of the expectations and what we do at this club is the idea of social construction. So it's it's a set of uh, guidelines and rules that, you know, in our environment, we do this. So we would expect you to turn up to every training session. And when you talked about communication, we might say, we expect that if you can't come to training, you, you drop us a text saying why you can't come. And that might be enough for you to still play on the weekend mm -hmm. because there might be enough uh, context or uh, other constraints around education, other sports, um, transport, you know, life in general. That, yeah. that, that, might, be, that might be appropriate. Um, but I think, you know, there are some, although you and I probably have slightly different views on this, I think there are some kind of consistency, uh, consistent messages around expectations of what, what we, you know, as coaches, but maybe even as the team, because if you put this to the team, they should probably have one answer. They mm. should say, you know, no, we do this. So it's not even a decision. Yeah. Um, it's, it's similar to if a player's five minutes late, what do you do? Like yeah. It's, it's, it, it shouldn't just be the coaches. Um, opinion and the coach's rules it should be no we're a team we're a group and this is what we do um, and that that has to be consistent and frequent and and agreed it can't be just well this is my emotional opinion on this day because you, you didn't come last week mm. you know if, if, if a player is con constantly late for training it can be really frustrating or constantly not turning up but then if you found out the context behind that your emotions and opinions will completely change yeah so I think having lived this situation and having had, you know, heard some of the stories or some of the, the reasons why players can't always get to training, that could put you that side of the fence. But like you said, I think you can also create probably um, an unfair or artificial environment where it's really, really non-committal and really flaky and people mm. turn up where they want. And that doesn't produce good teams. It produces a bit of a mess and people probably feeling like they've been harshly treated or feeling that it's unfair. And then you know, that, that's not a nice place to train or not, not a nice place to coach. So um, a really good, really good question. What, what have you got in terms of content that might support some of this? Well, there's a fair bit on the side, I mean, particularly around leadership. And I think from a coaching perspective, there's a leadership challenge here and obviously team culture that can be managed by the players. And it's a, it's a very dynamic, fluid thing that's constantly changing. So highly recommend the work of John Alder. Uh, John's actually just prepared another article, which is going to be released later in the year. But previously, he's done a webinar with us on leadership and culture in the Masters, Masterclass Discussion Library there. He's also written uh, in the magazine, The Shadow of Team Values. Highly recommend that, a really good read. Um, and there's also an article on the story of Claudio Ranieri um, called The Art of Leadership, which I'd recommend um, just as a really nice sort of anecdotal uh, article on some of the successes during the uh, magnificent run of Leicester in uh, 2016. So 
there's certainly some content there and obviously you can search the topic leadership um, on the site you can create that in your feed as well um, if you're a member on the site so certainly lots to consider and i think um, spence is he wrong bottom line i don't think there's a question of right or wrong here i think we've got to just say look understand the context and i'd go out on a limb here and suggest potentially captain top goal scorer it's being suggested this is the best team this is highly likely it's a young person with multiple sporting commitments. So my gut feeling when I saw the question was it's likely that this, this player is potentially running around uh, a lot, maybe committed to different teams, different codes. Uh, I certainly am working with players in that situation at the moment who are having the pull from school, club, state level competition and so on. Um, and that can be pretty stressful on young players. So I think the communication is the first place to start and then looking at the um, the accountability and ownership. Any any sort of final thoughts from you on this one, mate? No, I just wanted to congratulate you on going a whole uh, Q and A around culture and leadership without mentioning legacy and the All Blacks because I think that would have been appropriate to talk about the book Legacy and how a, a team drives their own kind of rules and standards. So you did really well to not mention that. <laughs> Look, it crossed my mind, mate. I'll be honest. It popped into the head about 16 times. What a book, by the way. I don't know if you've heard about yeah. it. So uh, really, <laughs> really recommend that one. Uh, obviously, some great content, but uh, head to the PDP website first and check those out. Dan, thanks for your time. Spence, thank you for your challenging question, and we will look forward to another PDP Q&A very soon. Thanks for joining us on the Player Development Project podcast. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at PlayerDP or find us on Facebook. Don't forget to head over to playerdevelopmentproject.com where you can sign up to our progressive coaching community and gain access to our wide variety of resources to help you in your coaching.